This is Have a Word with Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. So, episode one. Yeah. Officially episode one. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time coming. It's been my lifelong yeah. dream since, yeah. you know, the end of October Yeah, to do a podcast with you. And we've, it, it's episode one, but it's actually episode 73, isn't it? Because we've done 72 pilots. <laughs> but, like, you're, yeah, I like, what I like about you is, it, 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 there's a load of comics who are like, yeah, we should definitely do this thing. Oh, that's a good idea. It's even before they've had the idea for the thing, we should do something. <laughs> and then nothing ever happens. It never comes to fruition. I was like, Adam, because I'm doing my podcast, and I've got the radio pod uh, like trundling along. I was like, the one I did with you was great fun. I was like, episode two is my favourite yeah. one. It's like, do you want to just do one? And I'm like, I've, I've already got a hoodie made. <laughs> <laughs> Eight minutes later, Adam's like, right, lads, this is how you do it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to being the one who's like, right, I've had an idea and I'm going to crack on and like dragging people with me. In the end, I had to be like, Adam, you're just going to have to chill out, you know, because I've got a family Christmas planned. <laughs> you're looking at me like, fucking the 25th is prime record time. You launch we- on Christmas, it's a present for the fans. I was like... <laughs> So I'm, I'm, mate. I'm glad that you, uh, you've got that drive. Have you always been like that? Have you always been like just on it, car, like a fucking car bonnet? Um, no. So I think I get obsessed with things very easily. Right. So my missus hates this because I'm sorry. It's not <laughs> because. <laughs> No, because I was obsessed with it in the beginning, and then I got bored of it. <laughs> I mean, this is nothing against your beautiful girlfriend, but that's pretty much every relationship. Isn't it? You're yeah. the best. Oh my god, you've changed everything. Six months later, <laughs> no, you put the you put the fucking recycling out. It's just it's just the way of it, isn't it. If you don't want to be in the room while I'm farting, fucking leave the room while I fart. I pay for this room. <laughs> this this aims my. I pay this half for the rent. This is my bit. I actually had that argument with her a while back because she said uh, I I take up uh, like more of the bed than her. Like I, I'm I'm often on her side. I'm like, but I'm bigger than you, so shouldn't I get more of the bed? <laughs> <laughs> I love it how petty. I'm sixteen is. stone. You're nine stone. Yeah. So I should get sixteen twenty fifths of this bed. <laughs> Great man. I love how you just did that man. That's phenomenal. I think, did you realise all I did was add nine and sixteen I got, together? I got it. I got what you did, but I was I was massively impressed that you that that's how your maths worked. Um, um, and she was like, "No, it's it's mine and your bed. It's both of our bed." And I was like, "Well, I paid for all of it, so if we're doing that, uh, you you need to be on the floor. You can never. You can no. as soon as you say that argument, you've lost. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the line, <laughs> the the middle on our bed. There's like a on the headboard. There's it's like a metal bit, and there's a middle one. And there's been so many nights where even though I'm half asleep, I'm measuring where my wife's fucking arm is compared to the <laughs> middle bar. I'm like, you're over the line, mate. Like it's the Gaza Strip. Like <laughs> like VAR reviewing offside. <laughs> yeah. Actually, y- your nipples offside there, Laura. So. <laughs> no, my father got big nips. Get you, roll them up. Get them on that side. I think you just got a bigger bed, don't you? Well, we've already got a king size, and we haven't really got the room for, for a super king. For a super, we do want one though. 
The the dream long term is a California king bed, right? Which is essentially like four king size beds taped together. Yeah. So basically, the whole of a two bedroom flat as a as a as a mattress. That's the dream. That's what I'm hoping the Patreon of this podcast long term pays for. That's what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing the podcast for. Mattress money. Yeah, big mattress. I've just have bought a new bed as well. Have you? The reason we've bought a new bed is because we bought a new mattress and. Jade wanted a new bed to go with the new mattress. It all sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Um, but the new mattress has been bought because we've, at the minute, we've got a memory foam one, and I'm living in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I move a lot in my sleep as well, so like sixteen stone of me just sinks into this bed and creates like a grand canyon of a pit. <laughs> Your memory and- foam wants to forget. <laughs> You both are, it fucking won't forget though It's an elephant of a bed it, I'm literally in this hole And then like I'll move In me sleep But then as soon as you move In your sleep The bed is still where it was when For the first three hours of sleep So you're now just sleeping On like the side of a hill The dog's falling off the bed It's Jade, awful Jade once rolled over into it And got stuck for, for four hours Like an upturned turtle I do I'm in your memory groove And I thought you could just turn up to a bed store And be like Hey lad can I have that bed and that mattress Go ahead Do you want to follow me home Right And they were like No we've got to make the stuff So it's going to be four weeks I know you fucking messing I think there should be an option With all of those furniture shops Where you work it, walk in And you go I know you've had customers Like pretend to, to live on it And sit on it for a bit Can I just have that one Yeah I would have took it, it as well I've got an uncle with a tranny Can we get <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes flashed at me like Dan where's this anecdote going I just I was just talking about a transit van I thought you meant his You're wife like, Fucking <laughs> hell This went into gender way just, too quickly just, just come back from Thailand <laughs> Got an and, that's, been and that's how long it took Seven <laughs> minutes And we're off the fucking rails We're already cancelled what, what did you mean about obsession though Because you are talking about We were talking about think, getting obsessed with stuff So my, my problem According to Jade Is how impulsive I am So if I've got an idea I'll just run with it immediately And at times I then get bored of it And don't do it Like for example um, I've bought a load of like cameras and podcast equipment and I haven't started my podcast yet I haven't finished my studio but I've spent 1200 quid on stuff yeah. because I was like I want to start stuff and she's like yeah but shouldn't you wait until the room's finished first and I'm like nope let's just buy the stuff now and she hates that because she sees it as too impulsive but if I it's why I sort of yeah, but you told me months ago you were starting your own podcast exactly so it's and not it's, and it's actually, still not yet. <laughs> no because well, I've done it mate as yeah, I yeah. sit in this little studio when everyone, because you were the first person that said, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to try and do a try and do a little studio and a, a, a podcast," I was like, "Right," and that's part of the reason that I came to you and went, "Well, let's do it together." Before you get yours done, I've done yeah, mine, yeah. and I can't get enough people here to do the Hack Radio Pod. But like, I can't keep asking you to like just come and do mine. If we do this together, if we do have a word together, it's ours, isn't it? That's sound. Yeah, yeah. But I also. Loads of comics have got in touch with me going, I'm thinking about uh, doing a podcast in a studio with cameras. I was like, wicked, yeah. And it, at first I was like, oh, I can't believe it. Everyone's nicked my idea, which I've definitely nicked from America anyway. <laughs> but it's not that. After about after a couple of months, I just chilled out because I was like, I've done it and I know how hard it is. It's not easy. When you're, when you're a comic and you're trying to just get on with your normal career... And and not you know we're not tech geeks we're not we no. have to learn it so yeah, yeah, yeah. it is hard to yeah. do it I think that if anything it is sensible to just get it 
Because otherwise you're going to be... Dan, yeah. Fuck Jade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. on your <laughs> side. <laughs> just roll her over to her fucking you know seven just, inches just, of the bed. Just done episode one, babe, and I've come back. And you know, according to Dan, you can fuck off. <laughs> he said I can spend three grand on a new camera today. I've already ordered it. I'm going to pick it up now. He says I should just follow my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that you should have your own fucking bed. So <laughs> Still a little queen in the corner. <laughs> a single. Just like a bunk bed. <laughs> Are you back gigging yet since uh, the new year? Yeah, man. I'm back because I had a I had a bit of time off in December when you were doing 14 gigs a day. Yeah. I had about a week and a half off because last year I had a pretty bad December run for the last sort of 10 days. Yeah. And, and I know, and like I've been doing stand-up long enough to know which gigs are going to be bad at, at Christmas. If it's a Christmas works do and they're selling group tickets, it's going to be bad. But I just sort of slept walked into a really bad week and I got to Christmas here, like genuinely, like fucked off with the industry that I I love. So this year I was like, I'm going to just duck and dive a little bit. But what that meant, and I I achieved it on Mad Friday. You know, everyone's like, oh my god, the internet. If you know a lot of comedians, on the last Friday before Christmas is so annoying. It's like, good luck, everyone, brave soldiers of comedy. Go out there. God bless. Fingers crossed. Like, Afghanistan, they're like, in the yeah. comedy loft in Birmingham. Also, you booked it in, you fucking bellend. <laughs> like, oh God, I can't believe that the Chucklefuck hut in uh, Swindon was roughed. And I, I was like, I can, it's a shit pit. Not only a good gig, that as well. Yeah, the Chucklefuck hut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I you don't get, know You get a good it. weekend in there in March. And I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Have you ever done a preview? Preview. <laughs> 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 But I just know sympathy with people go, oh my God, I had to do my jokes and people weren't listening, but you picked the, the worst night of the year. I did it Yeah, but you're on time and a half. Yeah. To do half the time. But you don't have to do it. Like, no. I did an art centre in Kettering. It was almost like they didn't know it was Christmas. <laughs> I got there and they were like, hi, oh, you're right. There's like 45 people, 50 people in. They were dead nice. I had a little walk around Kettering and I got there, just got a bit of fresh air. I was like, guys, do you know the, what day it is? It was honestly the nicest gig you can imagine for that time of year yeah and that's why I've got no time for people going but what happened as soon as Christmas happened I was like now it's got to be back to gigging because a lot of comics take time off after Christmas and, and into the new year it's but, not normally voluntary <laughs> no no that's true but I'm just like I, this is the time of year I want a gig because last few gigs I've done this last week there's just been nice people yeah. out just for a bit of context for any like non-comics listening like the, the December month is rough because it's just work parties and what you got to imagine is, let's say there's 30 people in your office and 10 of you love live comedy, or 20 just want the free fucking bar that the boss is paying for, and it's just a nightmare. But then, so I did the same comedy club the whole month, Hot Water in Liverpool. That, as soon as Christmas has gone, that gap between Christmas and New Year was just like, that was like doing the, the best gigs you can imagine. Everyone's with the real friends. That I was in couples. New Year's Eve was amazing. It's been really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's then, been so nice just to be back to normal. Where have you been since? since, since just done a bit. Of, just, just just a bit of frog, and then this weekend, uh, I ended up in uh, Chester and then Leeds. Basically, down to my regulars. You know, when yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you don't want a big away day, do you? Like, oh, I've got a gig in Aberdeen in January. No, thanks. I'm all right. Yeah. I am. Um, I've just done some tour, tour support <laughs> for who? For Theo Vaughn. Do you know Theo? I do. Yeah. Um, That's he, cool. Where was he? He was at the dance house in Manchester, like the smallest venue he's doing on his tour. He did two nights, like um, just a great night. But so he has his own opener. He has his own feature act, 
but he likes a host. So I had to go on, MC for 10 minutes, bring his feature on. They had a break, and then an MC for five and bring him on. Just the nicest gigs in the world, and he's so funny. Like, and just deep south of America, Louisiana. He's from near yeah. New Orleans. He's New a Saints fan as well. Yeah. Um, I watched his special, he recorded his special in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. He, he just he seems really sound. Oh, he's so sound. He's really, like, the, the soundest guy, and just, like, he's just got a turn of phrase. Like, I'm sure he doesn't mind me sort of mentioning one or two of the things, but, like, one of the lines was, I, I rang this uh, hotline, and someone answered, and it was either a Vietnamese lady or a gay fellow who'd had the wind taken out of him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All this, all that weirdly, because, like, I am a non-believer, and I've called myself a card-carrying atheist for a long time but he just throws in these really random like christian, christian bits like god i'd be the, be a good be a good christian soldier and you're like where's that come from <laughs> yeah. it's a bit about wanking <laughs> <laughs> but him and his, his support act as well was a guy called ari manis who was grace as well right. um and yeah if, if anyone wants to check those guys out that doesn't know them i mean imagine if you know who either of us are you'll know theo van Arbor. but um that's ne- that is Netflix for you. That's Netflix and American podcasting. Yeah. Because that's where well, his podcast huge called yeah. this past weekend and yeah. uh, it's dead, dead popular. He has all like a load of big names on it. Um but it's quite what was quite interesting about that is over here, the majority of comics are what Americans were called liberal and we would call lefties. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. America is more right leaning now in the comedy industry and it's just such a weird split isn't it and I wonder I'm, I I sort of wondering why that's happened and how it can happen that yeah. the comics over here are left wing and over there they're sort of centre right do you know what I mean I mean I do it's tricky isn't it I feel that their politics is way more opinionated yeah I think they're used to a culture and their of, comedy uh, their co- their, yeah sorry that's what I meant the comedy's more opinion yeah, yeah. the comedy's more politicised from the outside looking in you're like god you're You've had so many sort of heroes of American comedy through through the years, like that have influenced politics. And even now, like with who's like Joe Joe Rogan, he's, he's sort of centrist, right leaning, but his politics comes out in his he comedy. He considers himself a liberal, right? Yeah, but it's almost yeah, centre left. It, it very central. He said on his own on his podcast, he's he's all over the map really because on yeah. some things he's really left wing. On like yeah. guns, he's really like is it Second Amendment? It's, yeah, yeah. Um, but even like but over here, I think they're very people are very like, oh, I didn't come here for politics, and you're like, no, but it's are we not allowed to discuss opinions? Yeah, and I think over I think, there they're a bit more used to uh, ideas being discussed, and you yeah. you can listen to something. You going, can feel the boredom in a room over here if the word Brexit is mentioned. Oh, it's got to be a goes, good joke. It's got to be the best Brexit joke because there's a million of them on Twitter already. That's the, that's the problem now. Yeah, totally. Is, Topical political stuff is covered so much on social media that if they come out to, they, they're looking at it all day and all week, and they're talking about it in their offices. If they come out and hear us talk about it, then it's got to be levels above what they're reading and hearing from their mates at work. Yeah, and I think that's why if you mention the word, they go, "Ugh," and you've then you, you start at a minus four, so to get a ten, your joke's got to be a fourteen out of ten. Do you and know al- what I mean? And also, what I find, I've got a couple of, re- I've got one reference about Brexit at the start of my set. Which I set the joke up and it gets laughs. I mention Brexit, it kills the joke dead. Yeah. And then I have the punchline 
gets it back so well, it's worth it being killed dead because the punchline is so good. Yeah. So that's one of those ones where, and that's one re- reference. And then in my current set, I've got a bit about stopping the NHS being privatised. Yeah. Which is a... It's a good bit, that's in it. Which, which is not like a, a controversial thing, but again, it's like current issues and politics. It's amazing how difficult it is to, to make those opinions work when the bit before has been about like something really just like like my kid's nursery or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So if you do like a, a, gear change. like a silly wanking bit yeah. and then mention Brexit, a crowd would be like, what? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So not only do I think, yeah, you're right. They <laughs> That's get like in- when the Arctic Monkeys released that album last year and everyone was like, Whoa. it's a bit fucking different, this, lad. <laughs> it took everyone like a week to go, it's actually quite good, <laughs> actually. <laughs> but that's why bands stay in their genre. Yeah, I yeah. think you're totally right. People are getting it on Twitter and what Twitter does, it pulls out the extremes, the most controversial. That's why Katie Hopkins exists. Yeah. Twat of the week. She <laughs> exists because she goes so far one way and then everyone goes far. Yeah. There's loads of people on Twitter going, yeah, I'm not sure. I think there's probably two sides to the argument. Well, that doesn't get brought up in your highlights. So politics on your phone is just all the extremes of like, rah. Yeah. And then add that to the fact, I don't think there's a history of political comedy especially live over here like you talk about the heroes of British comedy that po- most people would, would cite as the influences of everyone like Peter Kay Billy Liet, Connolly Leland, like, Billy, Billy Con- not massively political it's, it, it's all sorts of everyman stories are, are top tier comedy isn't oh, it? Yeah, but, and even like Michael McIntyre Mickey Flanagan yeah. John Bishop and I'm not saying they're your favourite comics but they are the ones that the most successful shaped, comics in the country they yeah, shape yeah. The, the, the comedy culture yeah yeah and then, how do you get your politics into your set where you've got a bit about wanking, you've got a bit about, like, just yeah. some random bit of interaction with the crowd, which is yeah. asking them the job. I'd never and really, it jars a little bit, I think, in the set. I'd never really considered that because, like, whenever I see, like, an American comic talking about American politics, it doesn't make me go, ugh. But if I see a British comic do it, I do turn off. I'm not in, like, I'm, and I, I don't want to be that way. But I'm not. I, it just does. It's not for me. Do you know what I mean? When I hear someone do a Boris Johnson joke, I'm like, oh. But if I hear someone do a a, a bit about the Senate, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm, I can relate to this. This is <laughs> same, yeah, It's really same when weird. I watch Bill Burr and he does really like Theo Vaughn just does random like Christian things like got like a good Christian right. It makes me laugh. You probably really don't know yourself. <laughs> yeah. You want to take go outside, have a word with the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I watch Bill Burr and he throws in really random sports references. Out of nowhere, there'll be like an NFL reference like, this is what we train for, like game mm. seven. And I think that's hilarious. In British comedy, as, someone says, as soon as someone goes like, United or City, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. off. And I'm a massive footy fan, I but I'm the same with that. It's so like, funny. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that just oversaturation? Because we Maybe. are so sick of bellends that we know talking but about then, it. But then it wouldn't work over there because they'd have the same thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Maybe Americans are just cooler than us, Stan. Maybe we're just all big silly sausages. I think in comedy it is very easy because, like, I circuit-wise I'm doing great. You're kicking on. Like, I think there's some great stand-up in, in Britain but I think it is easy for us to look up to them and what they're doing. And part of it is maybe because, I don't know, you can't... You, like, I don't know any of them. Like, over yeah. here, when I see, like, Peter Kay on something 
or Jack Whitehall, I'm like, I know these people. I've met with them. I've worked, you know, like when Chris Ramsey's on something, like, yep, yep, yeah. me and Chris, I remember his first gigs. I, when I, I watch I American think... comedy, I'm like, it's almost like they're in a different fucking universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, when, when I've met some of the American comics, I'm always a bit more like, not starstruck, but I haven't got another word for it. You know what I mean? Just a bit like, oh, that's that guy. Whereas over here, if I meet one of the famous comics, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's he's from 200 miles away, so of course I've. Of yeah. course I've met him But I think I've had a 30 for a while I think the reason That I'm just talking about Stand up here Not comedy in general Because obviously Comedy covers movies And scripts and whatever But The the top tier American stand ups I think are ahead Of our top tier Slightly And I think it's because As soon as they Take their special They're back in a comedy club Full of people Who aren't necessarily Expecting them Don't necessarily know Who they are I mean most of them Will know who they are But you know They're not playing To their own fans They're going back with Absolute dog shit Notes Off a notepad In a comedy club The week after They tape their special That's what they do They're back in the gym Yeah Whereas Our our top comics Tend to take a year off Then they start writing again And then they do a mini tour Of like small art centres In front of their it's own like fans like a soft landing Isn't it Totally into- They're not like Staying as sharp As the top tier American ones And I think that's why We're a little bit well, Peter Kay, who, who famously doesn't really like gigging or the circuit, does he? He's, he's one of those ones where he hardly ever comes back. Yeah. He, I think as soon as he was done with the circuit, he was like, and that's me never go. Whereas I've worked with Johnny Vegas loads. And they started yeah. out at the same time. Johnny Vegas is big news, but Peter Kay doesn't want anything to do with it. When he was warming up for that arena tour about five years ago, he asked around and was like, I need a comedy club that runs a comedy night as close to my house as possible. And it was that one in Berry that Paul the has met. Brought, the Met in Berry. he worked out that it was like a 14 minute drive from his house so he booked it for a 40 night run <laughs> and he did it 40 nights on the did bounce did his own Edinburgh festival just literally so the people of Berry were like what? so they got PK <laughs> and apparently that's so instead of like touring around which a lot of comics like comics now do the sometimes they do the you know, I did a Kevin Bridges and Friends a couple a couple of years ago, where he got the the stand in Newcastle on a Wednesday and put like me and a couple of our mates on. And he it, within the night he must have been on stage for about fifty minutes, but he takes the pressure off by having acts like us do our set. So if he's charging a tenner, it's good value. Peter Kay's like, no, don't want anyone else. Just fourteen minutes from a house, <laughs> forty nights in a row. Like the <laughs> commitment to not having to deal with other comedians is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's funny. I I also think part of the influence in America is HBO and Netflix, which have been doing uncensored comedy since the eighties. Just going, we are a subscription-based digital TV yeah. station. There's no advertisers who can, can pull our money Fuck away. Fuck, cunt, you can talk about anything. And that has spawned so much of it. So by the mid-90s, you've got you've got Chris Chris Rock doing Bring the Pain. And it, what, what have we got in the mid-90s? You've got Lee Evans at his pomp. Yeah. And if you want to know what the difference between British comedy and American comedy That's is... That's it, isn't it? That is kind yeah. of it. Go and watch Wired and Wonderful at Wembley or whatever Lee Evans was and watch Chris Rock bring the pain. And Lee Evans is murdering and he's a great comic. It's great fun. But it's great fun, but it's not the same thing. It's badminton and tennis, in it? Oh, it's not even. They, they, bo- they both got rackets and nets, so from a distance you're like, <laughs> yeah. are they playing the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same sport <laughs> at all. Yeah, and I think that's a, ma- a, a massive part. And that's what, sort of why I love the podcasting element here with us because podcasting is a little bit it's like it's completely free 
Because I, I, when I was growing up, I wanted to work on the radio. I didn't even know you could be a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Because in your head, you're like, oh, I'm not funny enough. And people might still think that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're like, you're looking at these people are demigods on the stage. You're like, yeah. you're just a kid. But yeah, I was looking at local radio stations going, I could do that. Oh, my God. I did a couple of work experiences. I think the second one was for Radio Wave in Blackpool, 96.5. The Wave. <laughs> and I watched a guy in a, in a three-hour uh, programme say, 96.5, you're listening to The Wave. <laughs> 55 times. <laughs> and I, even at, I was like 16, I was like, your life's shit, mate. 96.5, The Wave. The reputation that local radio has within like the, the PR industry. Like I've had various publicists for Edinburgh so and say which one was like this, but like... I had to do a load of local radio stuff to promote a tour, and they were like, oh, I feel really bad for you because they're, they're all just useless cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there's, a reason, there's a reason they're only allowed to talk to the people oh, of Torquay. <laughs> <laughs> and who's, by, who's listening going, I love Adam Rowe. I listen to. Oh, mate. Like, Does it sell tickets? No! Of course it doesn't. Who's listening to you for 12 seconds on the radio going, yeah, yeah. my name's Adam, I'm a comedian from Liverpool, and, I, and I'm coming to, to Coventry on the 12th. Are oh, you, Adam? Thanks very much. Here's Mr. Brightside. Who's <laughs> listening to that and then going, he sounds good. He sounds really good. 14 quid, bargain. I'm going to see him. Adam, have you got any material we could do on the show? Just before I go live, <laughs> any material you can do? What, what kind of subjects do you talk about? I've got a bit about trans. Okay, we're not going to do that. We're going uh, to play Palantini. Do you know what was really awkward when um, a couple of years ago, through some sort of nonsense, I am sure a couple of people listening know I won Best Joke of the Fringe, the Dave Award. Right? I remember I literally saw you on TV in my Edinburgh flat. It's the just most, this moment of like, oh my god! It's the most awkward. Rose thing on in the TV world. in Scotland, mate. It's the most awkward thing in the world. So you win it, you get told like a week before, but then the day before all those interviews, I got told right tomorrow. You've, you've cleared your day, haven't you? And I was like, uh, well, I had nothing in it, but yeah, fine. Uh, Nando's cancelled. <laughs> so they went, right, we're going to pick you up at 5.30am. And I went, what? Brilliant, brilliant. And they went, yeah, 5.30am, so be ready for like five. Because I'm always twiddling my thumbs at that. <laughs> what are you on about? They were like, are you going to do breakfast TV? So then you get taken to this little studio in Edinburgh, like the BBC studio. There's a green screen behind you. There's just a camera in your face. There's fucking no one else in the room, right? And every single interview you do is exactly the same. And it's full of... It, it's just... It's done by the presenters who couldn't give a fuck who you are or the, what the joke is or that you've won. You are just a segment. Oh, mate. So they don't even laugh at it, though. That's the thing. So this guy, BBC Breakfast or whatever it was, and he goes, So, uh, welcome... We are now here with Adam Rowe, who has just won the best joke of the Edinburgh Fringe. So, Adam, how are you, pal? And I went, hiya, mate, you're okay? Yeah, just really happy to have won it, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, so, Adam... Without further ado, come on, mate, tell us the joke. And I went, da 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 And he went, thanks, Adam. Anyway, <laughs> that was the, I had to do that countless times. Every every single TV news show, every local radio station, every national news thing. And don't get me wrong, that sold me some tickets. Because, oh, yeah, because yeah, you've yeah. won an award and people go, oh, best joke of the fringe, you must be good. Um, the worst joke in the show as well. <laughs> Ironically, the one Amazing. that never really got a big laugh. Um, by the yeah, end that, of it, that, by the end so of it, you're awkward. literally like, "Tell us a joke." <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> he's got some bell in his ear. Going, as soon as this is finished, we've got to go quickly to camera seven. Oh, so he's mate. not even listening. How tempting was it to just start doing other jokes? 
Adam, tell us a joke. Well, knock, knock. Who's there? I, I would Doctor. Have, I, I would have loved to have done that. If I'd had that idea, I think I might have done that at some point. <laughs> so just watching this guy, because he's got the joke written down in front of him as well. So he's like, it's not what it says on here. <laughs> Adam's gone rogue. Adam's gone rogue. It was a black fella. <laughs> okay, that's all we've got time for from Adam from the Adam Fringe Festival. Did you watch the... Ricky Gervais monologue from the Golden Globes. Did you see it? I watched two of those a few years ago. I watched them. As a comic, I think you're drawn into stuff like that. And I find them so, so fucking painful. And this was a few years ago. Really? That my memory of it, I was like, I can't do it. And this is why I didn't watch it this year, is because they showed a clip and it was Tom Hanks cringing. And I was like, you fucking leave Tom Hanks alone. And then afterwards... <laughs> he I didn't was, have a go with Tom Hanks, to be fair. Right. But I, I, I was like, I Ricky Gervais, I, I do like Ricky Gervais. I love some of his stuff. I think sometimes I watch his stand-up and I, show, I, I see flashes of brilliance. And then other times I feel him doing like a... a, a like a, a really controversial joke about like Down syndrome and rape or something. And I and I feel like it's not the same joke. It's yeah, it's a good, uh, <laughs> that's the joke you should have done for the BBC when they're interviewing you. And I and I, I sometimes think, yeah, I'm not that impressed by that stuff. And don't get me wrong, I like a joke that messes with what's you know where the line of etiquette is yeah, or yeah. political correctness. But sometimes I think it's not that brave to do that joke to all of your fans who are there, they've spent 35 quid to see you, they're completely on board, it's a really... I got this email from this woman who said I was really offensive, just because I did this joke, and everyone's like, oh no, it's brilliant. I almost think, come come to where I work, yeah, yeah, yeah. and well, then do that joke, and then let's see if it's a good joke. I do agree with you on that, because like, there's some of the stuff he's made I think is amazing, and I watch his stand-up, and I think, again, there's flashes of brilliance, but... I think he never did the circuit, did he? He never did the miles. So there's there's some clunkiness to it, and there's some open spotty syndrome to some of it. It, it looks a little bit amateurish. At, at times, and, you know, I'm not criticising him because some of the stuff is amazing, and he's one of the most... I think he's the fastest-selling, ticket-wise, comedian of all time. Yeah. I think his last tour sold quicker than anything else ever. So I'm not in any position to go, he's not a good stand-up, but... He would be better at it if he'd done more miles on the circuit before he exploded. That's just that. But this Golden Globes thing is right. brilliant. Is it? it? It's so good. I will. I will. I will I'll watch and it. Then. He takes so many shots and like he's he's digging at Leonardo DiCaprio and DiCaprio's just sat there and having to take it. And I just I love that he gets to just put people he doesn't really know absolutely just in the most awkward situation. And every every comedian I've seen talk about it has said it's brilliant and every journalist has said it's problematic and not funny it's like this is the same week that we've bombed Iran <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like yeah. and you, there, there wasn't enough opinion articles about like whether we're going to start World War 3 I've seen more about whether Ricky Gervais was out of line to say that Leonardo DiCaprio fucks young women maybe a bit too often he made one little Jeffrey Epstein joke one Prince Andrew joke like I think, just on the record, I, I'm so glad that he took these shots, and I'm so glad these jokes, when you see them, this is on NBC in America, a major, major network. Is it, the Golden uh, is it live? Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> and they, they got him back. And they got, like, there's two things that they muted 
which they must have known were coming in advance because obviously they've it's all like on a what's it called an auto cue so but they've approved these jokes and I just think wow. in this day and age like you were talking before about HBO and Netflix going you can say whatever the fuck you want like it's a subscription based thing and people don't have to watch if they don't want to this is a network that has gone do you know what we need we need to approve this stuff and let them say it and you, you will like it if do you know what? And, it, and it's also in reaction to what happened last year at the Golden Globes when they got the woman that plays uh, Eve in Killing Eve and they got someone else and they 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 basically said, we're not going to do the, the piss-taking, the roasting-style host. We're going to just make it very friendly and very inclusive. And they had writers uh, come on board to write little <laughs> skits. And, oh, my God, it was eye-watering. Joe Rogan played some of it on his podcast and uh, Andrew Santino had some of it on his and they were debating it it was the most sterile cringeworthy fucking awful piece of hosting monologuing ever and it's because this is the opposite of that it's because they've gone oh we can't have any more things have changed I love the fact that in the, the Golden Globes have gone yeah actually it is good though isn't it it's better, <laughs> it's better. and maybe that's a, that's the first little glimpse of coming back from that uber left-wing liberal like everything is basically cancel culture worthy the, the reaction to it has still been the same as it always is to that sort of stuff the, the amount of articles that are like should we really be allowing Ricky Gervais to say these things should we be giving this man a platform with the things he said in the past do you know what yeah we should it was fucking brilliant and I'm just done with people who don't do comedy telling comedians what is good comedy I'm no, si- yeah, you're, you're totally like, right. Like, j- journalists going, it, is this funny? Well, every comedian on the planet is saying it is, so shut the fuck up and go and review a restaurant in Times Square, you daft cunt. You know, you're right. But you know <laughs> you know why they're doing that? Is because it's not a comedy show. It's basically like, you know when you get criticised after a corporate gig and yeah. someone goes, well, we didn't really expect but that But he kills sort of it. No, of course, but no one's writing that piece about his stand-up or a stand-up show because they're like, yeah, well, that is comedy. They are, though. Oh, I know, but not, <laughs> but not to the same extent. The reason I think it gets so much kickback is because well, it's, it's an award for actors and, and this is... It's prestigious. It's basically... He's doing the most high-visibility corporate in comedy yeah. history. But he's literally lambasting everyone in yeah, the room. He's nailing... Oh, mate, I'm on your side. I'm just trying to give... I'm, I'm just trying to give a reason for why they get the knickers in such yeah, yeah, a yeah. twist about it. Is it because they're like, can't we just do it nicely? Like, we did that a year ago. It I, was shit. I think also the, the line where he, he points out the hypocrisy of the people in the room. And I think when you point out hypocrisy, everyone who is that same level of hypocrite takes it as a bit of a dig yeah. do you know what I mean so what he says is he goes Apple have um, launched their streaming service this year and you know they're going to probably win an award tonight for their show The Morning Show which is a show about uh, you know doing the right thing uh, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China uh, and you know you know yeah you, you all say you're woke in this room but look at the companies you work for you work for Apple you work for Disney if ISIS started a streaming platform you'd all call you fucking agent so if you win an award tonight come on the stage right don't use it as a political platform to make a point because you know nothing about the real world you've got no position to be lecturing the general public on anything thank your agents thank you God and fuck off <laughs> I love it I'm already watching it it's, I'm watching it just for that it's it's so good it's really 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 good I am not good 
with the roast comment. I just, it just makes me cringe. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm such a fucking pussy for it. But then actually, as long as I can cut out the bit, when someone shows me a good bit, I'm like, oh God, that was good. Yeah. Like I literally, I love Jeff Ross's clips from, from, from all his roasting. And if you follow American stand-up, Jeff Ross is a bit of like Roastmaster General. he's, He's a, he's a bit of a roast legend. And watching him roast, I really enjoy it, which is totally, that's hypocritical for me for going, oh, roasting makes me cringe. But there was something about a few years ago when Robert Downey Jr. got his knickers in his Swiss, and now I'm smiling because it is funny because he's such a pompous <laughs> twat. But the just general atmosphere, I have a problem with like not empathising with what how cringy it would have been in that room. And I just get, I almost find myself imagining sitting there going, oh, God, oh God this is hard work. But um, this slides us nicely into a little plug for me. So at the end of this month, um, Roast Battle UK is back on Comedy Central, and I'm, I'm going to be on it. Uh, sorry, uh, can we just can we just slide into that? Uh, talking about roast, um, yeah, NBC Roast Battle on. UK is back at the end of this month, I think, or it might be early February on Comedy Central, and I am going to be on one of the episodes battling Maisie Adam. Nice uh, one. So uh, keep an eye out for that, and uh, let me know who you think won. Yeah, they're gonna. Th- they're listening to our podcast. They like you. It's go- they're not gonna be like Adam Maisie. There's gonna be Rick, some hate listeners on this though as well. There's gonna be some people who think we're both twats, like listening oh, to, to hate it. Wow. Yeah, listening to all we say, waiting for a bit of cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely listening. In. <laughs> no pressure there. Then um, who would you roast before we crack on? Who would you roast if you could roast anyone? Sophie Hagen. You didn't even fucking have to think about no, it. No, I begged Comedy Central to get her to, ba- to battle me on the telly. She said no. <laughs> she I've got it written. <laughs> ready you to ready? go. <laughs> if you started writing for roast battles that haven't yeah. happened. Yeah. I'm like a rapper from the 90s. <laughs> it's it's got I've, got, shit. I've got diss tracks ready for all these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> the level of roasting you. Yeah, roasting my. I've blur. done two roast battles now. I did me tryouts against Deliso Chaponda, and then I've done Maisie Adam. And if I get to do another series, I'll, I'll battle whoever they want me to battle. But the the final boss, Doctor Robotnik of roast battle for me, is <laughs> so the big boss at the end. The big and the level, the body positive boss at the end. <laughs> Sorry, did I say big? I meant I meant in terms of stature. Did you? <laughs> there we go. There's the hate listeners. I've only done a. I've only done rap battles, and the first one was a doddle because I did it uh, against Roe Campbell, who got his knickers in a twist about my agent not booking him. I was like, Roe, this makes you look like a little bell end, and I'm not my agent. This makes you look unbookable. <laughs> so I just, I just, I wasn't even being that vicious. Mine were just funny because they rhymed. And I was like, well, that's a good formula. Let yeah. them be annoyed. And I'll just do slams, you know, really, that are just funny. Yeah. Then the next one I did was with Justin Morehouse. And he was like, mate, we're not going too hard, are we? Whenever on any pretext you with any roast battle or rap battle thing, comedy-wise, and says, we're not going too hard, never be stupid enough to be like, ah, Justin wouldn't fuck me over on this one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you get fingered? Uh, He, I honestly, knuckle deep, he was also sharing a flat with our mutual friend, Danny McLaughlin who swore on his life that he didn't give any information to Justin. But every slam that really stung, 
reeked of Danny Mac. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're like, you little shit. Yeah. It was too specific. It was too good. Justin's like, wow. Remember that time you left the pen in the sink? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he built up. He started like talking about girls I'd slept with. I was like, mate, come on. And it was, it was too good. And it was, they were good. I was like, cause I, cause he'd messaged me and gone, we're going easy, aren't we? I was just doing gentle shit. And then he built up. He did one about my dad having Parkinson's which was so fucking funny to be fair and then he built up to basically go and you've nicked a load of jokes and then started listing bits of material I'm like oh my god Danny Mac I could fucking murder Danny Mac yeah that reeks of Danny mate with Danny's Mac's OCD autism about who's maybe nicked a bit yeah and not I've never nicked material but when you turn over a load of stuff you clip bits yeah and and a joke thief goes no I've not no I've not that's bullshit and someone who goes oh my mistake can either fight their point or they just give up the bit. And I've had to give up a, a bit that was way too like Mick Ferry's. I literally had not seen it. And Danny might point it out. He's never let me forget it. <laughs> yeah, I, he won't. I stopped doing the bit within a few weeks and I've yeah. never done it since. So all of a sudden, Justin has this piece of information that previously he did not fucking know <laughs> built up. And at that point, the rap battle was going fine. As soon as a comedian calls another comedian a, a joke thief, and I, afterwards I was like, Justin, what the fuck was that? He was like, oh, it's just a, it was just a joke. You're like, you can't do it, mate. That's basically like calling a primary school teacher a, a pedo in school, in it. Yeah, that's the one thing. The thing is, though, like, oh, I, I know it's horrible, but I think what if you get involved with a roast or a rap battle, it, it's coming. Like the worst thing you've ever done can come your way. Yeah, especially if you've got fucking Voldemort in his ear. Just like, <laughs> just got, like, like I, I for the, every comic listening, because there will be comics be that this. Yeah, if you take a roast or a rap battle, you and you think you can take anything off limits. Because when I did the 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 one on the telly, I I, I found something about Maisie, and I was like, right, this is a really 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 good thing and I can use this and there wasn't enough to really work with Maisie apart from this thing in the end I managed to work it out but I I was like right I've got this and I wrote two killer you know what this is my podcast I can say it on this it's not going on the telly when when Maisie was a kid (laughs) where is this going I almost she was left in a hotel room by her mum and dad and they went out for the drink and she was found wandering around the hotel she was was Madeline McCann yeah so I, I said um she was left in a hotel room when I went for a drink, but she she made it back. They didn't lose her. Her nickname at school was Maddie McCann. Get rid of her. <laughs> I said uh, you've won this rap battle. She's uh, she she's the the only abandoned child who ever made it back. Even the paedophile ring she was sold to wouldn't fuck her. <laughs> That's for real. Oh my god! <laughs> but they they because she said oh that that's um, in my tour show. Yeah, so they, she said, because that's like a reveal at the end of my tour show, you can't say it on the telly, because then if people watch it and come to me tour, they'll oh, already be at the end. she'd already claimed it. Yeah. So oh, That's good, though, mate. Weirdly, that is fine. I still think calling someone a joke thief is... is do you know what... Well, she you, want, so when, when I won pissed, Best Joke right. at the Fringe, the son <laughs> claimed that I'd um, nicked it. And she wanted to bring that up. Now, initially, I'd said to her, not on off limits, do whatever you want. But as soon as she said, um, you can't do that, I went, well, you're not doing nothing. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It's so, if you're not a comic, it must be weird to be like, God, you you sound really hit up about this. There is something 
really out of order when someone's not a joke thief throwing that shit at them. It's yeah. it's like when you when a couple splits up, it's literally like the mum who wants full custody going, hey, fiddles with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you're yeah. like you absolute yeah, yeah, swat. Yeah. And I, I and I no, it's and, it's, it's, and the, it's it, the worst thing a comedian can be called. Uh, yeah, like, the same way like being a a nonce teacher is the worst thing a teacher can be called or any. I, I, I know what you're saying. I just maybe I maybe this is because we're in the bubble. But what made it worse was I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, because we I've already done one roast battle and it went smoothly. I was yeah, like, these yeah. are quite nice. These are fun. Yeah. And then we'd also prepped it by going, we're going to go easy. And I'm like, I was, afterwards, I was like, Justin, how was that going easy? He's like, oh, I just, I just thought, you know, I thought it'd be all right. You're like, fuck. I think he's a bit snaky, Justin, no. He's naughty for that. That was I, naughty. I, I, I think he is a bit snaky like that. I think he's, it's a bit self-serving, that. With fucking Quirrell yeah. in his ear. When, when I when I battled if, he t- if Justin Morehouse <laughs> took his hat off Danny Mac Danny Mac would be back. in the back like <laughs> <laughs> and you did that bit like Nick Ferry <laughs> um, when I battled Deliso it was almost the exact opposite of that so we, we did the the, the battle you, in London on a Friday night you roast battled a African Malawian comedian oh, you mate. must be like when you were writing you are like oh god no I went yeah. I went hard mate because midweek, so we were battling on a Friday, and the Tuesday, Wednesday night, we were at Hot Water in Liverpool. And he was on, both on, and he was like, oh, I've got this battle Friday. And I was like, yeah, he went, let's not swap jokes. We don't want to do that. And I was like, okay. And he went, and come hard, because I'm coming hard. So, you know, it needs to be a battle. And I we went, did the opposite of what Justin did to me. And I went, okay, cool. So I wrote all my stuff. I was sending it to other comics going, what do you think of this? What do you think of this one? And I got my five jokes fine-tuned. And... Look, Deliso, if you listen to this, I'm sorry because obviously there's no. Well, there is footage of this Comedy Central. I've got it because it was like a trial for them. He didn't speak to me for a while. He left the building. He didn't. He, he didn't stay around because it was one sided. Because I took everything. I took every bit of fat out, and I because he said he was like nothing's off limits. So I went for African jokes, ra- racist jokes because it's a roast battle, and. Yeah, the crowd. The crowd was also like, what a horrible word. Very diverse. Like it was in North London, and such a mixed crowd. And the the black guys in the crowd, Darren Harry, it was at the back, just falling apart. Darren Harry is at one point heckled as a black man. That's too far. <laughs> but afterwards, it it was just. I, I, I'll tell you. But something. it was in the spirit of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think Deliso expected me to be quite as good at it. As I was. So he's egged you on, not realising how far it can go. And he also, he made, so they, they, they went, who wants to go first? And he went, let him go first, which is the worst spot. So he sort of put me first, but it fucked him up. Because my first joke was essentially the flip of what his first joke was going to be. So in his head, he just had to delete that and lose a joke. So he was oh. light on. So, his, so he thought he was going to do the, he'll open, I'll close. Yeah, yeah. But my, So my first joke was, I'm pretty sure I'll win this, being shit at roast battles is in Deliso's blood. He's from a long line of people who've been owned. Right? And his, <laughs> <laughs> his first line was going to be, um, this is, uh, Liverpool's the capital of slavery um, in the UK, but this time it's the black man owning a scouser. So he can't. He's he just done his go, own joke. I, 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 I've done it before he got to it. 
Um, he called me the pig David Cameron fucked, and I responded to that by calling him a fat, bald Carlton Banks. He's the fresh prince of nowhere. <laughs> it was, it it was a, a massacre. He had some good stuff, but it was it, he it, can write a joke. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's a great comic, but it was yeah. I. Yeah. Just, do you understand what I mean? I can understand why some comics don't go in for the roasting stuff. I'm not. Oh yeah, I just sometimes. But it's very much in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I really like it, and like there are some brilliant comics that can't and don't want to do the roast comedy stuff. Oh, totally. And there are it's some, a totally different. There thing. are some weirdly not great stand-up comedians who said isn't great. Who are so good at roasting? It's yeah. almost like something like the format and the structure of it, and then also the fact that they are borderline sociopaths. It all just clicks in, and you're like, "Oh my god, you are meant for this." Mm. It, yeah. It's just well timed bullying. Yeah, and I, I I went to a school where you had to bully people, or you got bullied yourself. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hobbit Mugabe. <laughs> <laughs> it's also you get time to think about the bullying you don't even have to be on the spot you're like I've had two and a half months to prep this Deliso used to be a rapper the notorious HIV <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. do you know if anyone's listening waiting to hear when we fuck up <laughs> it's no available on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your pods this is Have A Word with Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. So, it's the Have A Word section. Um, this is our main feature. It's going to be in every single episode. Uh, and this is what the podcast's all about, really. This is us doing an Agony Ant-style section where we sort of try and give a bit of advice to you or your mates. So if you've got someone who's got a bit of a problem going on, if, if one of your mates are a bit annoying, a bit of a bell end sometimes, you want us to have a chat with them and go, lad, sort your life out here. We need to have a way, but yeah. You're being or if you just need to tell the story of yeah. you, any loved ones, anyone you know and mate, it's like almost like a social intervention where you go, someone's got to speak to you, but I can't go through the cringe of doing it myself. I'm just going to get Adam and Dan yeah. to slag you off on a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> have a fucking word. The best way to get these into us is to tweet them to us at Have A Word Pod. Uh, you can also DM them to us at Have A Word Pod on Twitter. It's the same on Instagram. And we are Have A Word Pod at gmail.com. Alternatively, if you follow me or Dan specifically, uh, I mean, you should be following the podcast as well, but you can just DM us. Get them into us any way you can, and we'll try and get through as many as we can on every single episode and we want of the, Have A Word Podcast. Yeah, we want the pod to be interactive. We don't want it to be, I mean, mate, I love chatting shit, but I want it to be. I want it to be as interactive as possible. It's not just us just like fucking chatting every every episode. I want to hear the level of bellendery that yeah. our that our listeners suffer through. Well, we've got three submissions already. Solid. So the first one, right. Dear Adam and Dan, I'm really looking forward to the podcast and I'm hoping you'll have a word with my mate Alex. Over the Christmas period, he's got back together with his ex-girlfriend. She's super controlling. She's violent. She's even bitten him in the past. And he's taken her back all because her nan died on Christmas Day. Oh, all of us, I'm assuming that's his mates, have been saying that just because she's got a dead nan, it doesn't make her a good person. But he's not listening. Maybe he'll listen to you guys as he's seen you both perform and likes you both. That's from Thomas in Manchester. <laughs> Literally nearly everyone in existence has had a dead nan. Hitler had a dead nan. (laughs) 
Oh God, it's invaded Poland. I know. Poland's dead. Yeah, just have a dead man. When did she die? Fifty years <laughs> yeah. ago, before he was born. Austria, oh five, but he's still suffering from it. So, Alex, lad, you've got back together with a girl because her nan's died. <laughs> can I? Um, can we just go through the list of? Because that's a mate talking about his mate. Going, yeah. this is just from the outside looking in. I'm sure this girl has a plus points. She's bitten you. Is she fit? I think Doesn't she say. must be fit. She must be like a know, seven or above. <laughs> it's because you can't get back with a six who's a biter. No, lad. It's going to keep dating a Muntu nibbles. <laughs> hey, if you're not attractive, you can't be taking chunks out of your butt. That's such a lad thing, isn't it? Oh, she's bitten me again. Just fuck her off, mate. I know, but she's got a really nice ass. <laughs> Uh, if she's taking chunks out of you, like what, she's what? violent, that must mean she twats him. She's violent. Maybe she killed a nan. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Boxing day, that. fuck off, nana. <laughs> Alex, are you thinking of dumping Fucking me? Fucking link set. I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard to death with a with an empty card. Where's me money in here, nana? Right. What have you ever been? Have you what? ever have you ever been with a girl that's been violent? No. Punched you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. Not like on a Tuesday for no reason, but like in the middle of a mad row, you've said the wrong thing and they've gone, you twat. Yeah, yeah. I really punched for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like, <laughs> not like she's come home and took a day out on me. Yeah. <laughs> Where's couldn't, me tea? Couldn't find parking. <laughs> Boss was a twat. Get here, dickhead. Not like that. Not like I've never been a, a, a victim of domestic abuse. Just Adam Carr in the corner. I've been punched for the same reason. You might punch me <laughs> if I've said like right. <laughs> something really offensive specifically about you. Is it the way at Deliso wanting to punch you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a pebble thrown at my head and it wasn't even in an argument. <laughs> I was playing champ man. <laughs> I think you know, this is back in the day, and I think you know you're playing champ man too much. Is if you I mean, we were sort of I was was with a girl and we'd been together a while, like Really nice girl, and still not even. We didn't even end that eggy, but she was trying to have an argument about me so much, and I was like, you know, when you're playing championship manager, and you're like, it's a key point of the season. Like I'm in the fucking Champions League with like York. I love, I love Champman for just the bullshit. Like, Do you know what I love I've got as well? Southport to the Champions. You're showing League. your age okay. a bit here because Champman changed to footy man in like 2005. Yeah, well, that's when I was, I was out. <laughs> And I still played Champman until about 2012, but I just played it on the old format. <laughs> Champman 0102, they perfected it. I was like, I'm done here, this is me. I was still playing the old version of the game. I was playing it so much, and she was trying to have an argument with that. I wasn't engaging because I was like, I've got a big match coming up. And she got so annoyed, and she was a little bit of a hippie. And for some reason, she had like a pebble that she'd found on the beach. Fucking threw it at me. <laughs> Mate. And in my head, I'm like, get you off I, your was game. The, I was the victim there. You were? You were, you were the victim? Have you never- Why are you throwing pebbles? I'm not saved this season! <laughs> Fucking psycho! Oh, imagine if it like landed on one of your buttons and deleted something. <laughs> then I'd have it here. The bad mate, have violent. You never said, have you never been punched in an argument by a girl? Like where like you've said the wrong thing? Honestly, I think... Because I, I, I will admit, and my, my missus puts up with this, um, God bless her, when we have a screaming row, it's roast battle time. Like, my filter's gone. I've got no brain-to-mouth filter if I'm angry. Right. So I say the most horrific shit. Right. And also, I I, I say things accidentally that wind up. Like, a, a couple of weeks ago, 
I, I bought a new coffee machine and this started an argument and I didn't mean it to, but I've just got this way of saying things that wind women up. So I went, I'm going to put my coffee machine here, babe. And she went, no, that's the only bit we've got to like prep food when we're cooking. And I went, when do you cook? <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't even the worst bit. So One that angered question. a little bit. She went, I cook all the time. And I went, you need, you need room for a bacon tray. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I've been punched in arguments because I didn't even mean that as an insult. So when I'm trying to wind someone up, when I'm trying to be hateful when you when you're angry, yeah. So I assume I'm I'm hoping this girl has only punched him when he's been a knobhead like that. But maybe she's just no one takes it seriously anyway. No one takes it. Ser- I'm about to sound like the biggest like. <laughs> incel ever like we get beaten up all the time I mean <laughs> we break one woman's jaw and it's all over the fucking internet but I get a scratch on my cheek and yeah. no one gets but I but but no, weirdly no one it really isn't taken that seriously domestic abuse against men isn't taken seriously it's like why don't you just bang her out but you're like it doesn't work like that all joking aside if she's violent have a word yeah, I, I know. Like the biting, the biting things. It's easy to take the piss. That could but be sexy. That's not if that. How long you been seeing each other? Like two months. If she's biting at two months, don't marry this bitch, because it's not gonna. Honestly, like marriage. Like I, I've been married five years. You get to a point where you're like, no, I'm not. I'm adding years. <laughs> Just added years to my. Hang on. How long I've been married? I've been with three and a half years. Right. Yeah. So you. It, there are days where it's not easy. It's a long thing. Like. If early doors, she's banging you out and <laughs> nibbling on your fucking shoulder. That's not going to just like now we're engaged. That stopped. I That'll think get worse. This has got to be long term, surely, because if he's got back with it after all that, right? Like, and he's close enough that he cares that a nan's dead. <laughs> he's he's met this be a nice guy. And how? How? What level? Who is attractive enough that you would accept a, a nibble and a, a punch? Like, if I was dating Rihanna. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> she's known for fucking taking it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what comedian would I be if I didn't take an open goal like that? <laughs> oh Jesus! Would you ask her back? Would you if if like a, if you were with someone else? Let's say not Laura, so that you don't have this discussion <laughs> later on. But a, a woman like she's beating you up. Would you twat her back? One, I'd never be with someone like Big Brenda. I, this sounds really sexist. I want to be. I'm talking your I'll, weight class. Uh, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like <laughs> on like, the scale. I want light middleweight. <laughs> light, light middleweight. I honestly, I'd never be with someone that could twat me. That's genuinely how I feel. I need to know, and this is an insecurity in me, and it's not a good thing. I've never ever ever got in a physical fight with anyone I've been with and my, my wife Laura I mean but I've never been in a physical altercation but also at the same time I've never been with a, a girl you're not confident I'm not confident if it could, well, I've, I'm sure I'm quoting someone stand up like if it went to the ground I'd be alright just headlock <laughs> get her down pin no punches I'm just restraining I honestly think in me I've got the strength and also just some of the you know like if I worked in a mental institution I'm sure they'd like have holes or they'd like pull their arm a little bit nothing's broken but it's just a control I reckon I'd be alright yeah but no I've never I've never got and I think as soon as you do I think a lot of men are like that I think they'd like to admit like, like to say that they're not and not admit it but I think a lot of men wouldn't be with a woman that they could 
they could take. Mate, Misha Tate, who, who's a former UFC champion. Ronda Rousey. Rowdy Ronda, Ronda Rousey. They're amazing. They're so sexual, beautiful, skilled. They're athletes. And they're impressive humans. Not a f- fucking chance. Not a chance. I don't think I could be in a relationship with Ronda Rousey, but I'd like her to beat me up and fuck me. <laughs> I don't think I want her to fuck me I want to lie there and let her go bananas but when does the violence come in afterwards because as soon as you no, finish Jordan fuck off lad <laughs> knock him out <laughs> fuck off fuck. Adam fuck off. I'm not doing that again because you're unconscious at the end <laughs> how's things going with you and Ronda lad yeah alright yeah, alright at least she doesn't fucking bite <laughs> to gain to UFC rules <laughs> To be fair, I know she loves me because she never kicks me when I'm down. <laughs> no, I just I think as soon as you as soon as you get violent back, you've lost you've lost the moral high. Like you're the victim, even if you're if you're being bullied. Like I know I'm saying people don't take it seriously. If they're being violent towards you, you you have some rape. As soon as you even come back with twenty percent force in response. I think you lose moral high ground, and I, I think you lose the the moral high ground. So no, I've ne- I'd never. So what's our advice for? Um, so the guy who wrote him is called Thomas, and his his mate is Alex. So we're having a word with Alex. Alex, lad, uh, unless you think you can restrain her, <laughs> just you need yeah. to jib it off. So uh, number two, ready for number two? I am. You haven't seen any of these. Next week maybe we'll try and flip it. And you, I'm, can- I'm a little worried about number one. I hope he's all right. <laughs> stay, stay brave. So, number two. Uh, hiya, lads. My name's Kirsty, and my friend Angela is an absolute nightmare. Every time we go out, which is usually once a week, Angela always ends up disappearing with different lads and leaves me on my own. She will literally neck anyone if they'll buy her a drink, and I'm sick of standing in nightclubs waiting for her to come back and doing whatever it takes to get a, a bottle of VS. She's got a good job, too. She's minted. She doesn't need random lads paying for her night out. She needs someone to have a word with her, but every time I try, it causes murder. Can you do it for me? Thanks. Can't wait for the podcast. Kirsty in Liverpool. First of all, right, these are going out once a week. Yeah. And they're drinking a bottle of VS as well. She's not even going for wicked. <laughs> She's going for cheap wicked. As soon as you said VS, I was like, you know how I referenced the wrong champ man game? <laughs> I'm pretty sure VS were out like when I was doing like the college do's at Arabella's in Preston. People who can't afford a wicked. <laughs> Austerity. That's what the Tory government have done for this country. <laughs> Kirsty's drinking VS. Passion fruit. All your activists are scouts, you know. <laughs> Sorry. So, they're quite young, but I reckon these have got to be, like, below 25 to be going out once a week and drinking VS. Yeah? I don't know, Fair mate. assumption? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can, you know, they might still live in the house. I don't know. It's not really about an age and, thing, because it's, no, but, uh, what, it's what, annoying what, at any age. That's no, but what, what I'm wondering is... What twenty-year-old is called fucking Angela? <laughs> I think you're, I think you're having a word about the wrong thing. Like, first of all, before we get into yeah, this, let's have a word with Angela's ma. <laughs> We're going out with Matt. She's twenty-two. She's beautiful. She's called Linda. The problem here, Kirsty, is is we could talk to your mate. We could have a word, but I think that sounds like that's a character trait. I think that's how she's going to be. And I'm not saying in, my first reaction to that is. You can still be mates with her if she's a good mate, but I don't think she's a good drinking buddy. I think the problem here is so maybe we're having a word with Kirsty. Don't think, you need to accept? I think who she maybe is. that is kind of. It's almost like that's her coding. Yeah. And if you don't, if you like her as a mate, and you get on, and you get on really well, and you speak on the phone, and you sometimes go out for food, and you're literally there for each other's mates. Sometimes 
just not good drinking buddies. Mate, I when I used to go clubbing in Newcastle after we'd finished uni and I was starting getting into comedy, my best mate was a, a guy called Matt. And he and I are still best mates now, like literally 20, 20 odd years later nearly. And he was the best man at my wedding. Even back in Newcastle on a night out, I binned him off because he was, it, we just, and he sort of knew it. It, we just weren't great at going out and I ended up hanging out with uh, a couple of lads and we'd end up at after parties and I, I'm i not mates with those guys particularly now but but at that age we just worked better as got, Matt would always want to go home early bang sorted you just sort of go this isn't where our friendship is is the best yeah yeah, yeah. that sort of sounds like it's on Kirsty to be like mate I love you to bits but you are dog shit to go out with they might only have each other though this could be sad is it because <laughs> if you're under 25 and you've only got one mate what has gone on right I'm 38 and I've got three <laughs> it's not a good sign if you're under 25 and you're downturn yeah I, I, I love the phrase never though she's got a job too she's minted she doesn't need random lads paying for her night's house she'll do anything for a, vi- a bottle of VS do anything for a bottle of VS yeah but that's not about anything. the money is it that's not about the money that's just about the attention she wants to dict I'm saying, I'm saying, there's nothing we could say, there's nothing anyone could say, there's nothing Kirsty could say to fix this. I think that's Angela's form. Yeah. I think she might be like that in five years, in ten years. I think some people are just a bit of a nightmare for chasing yeah, the... Don't marry do- Angela. She's going to go out <laughs> and club now. <laughs> They're risky, risky business. And I just think it's on Kirsty to be like, I don't know, man. Yeah, sorry that's backfired, Kirsty, but we're having a word with you. You need to accept your mates and get some new ones, Gail. It's not, it's not, I'm not, we're not criticising. Yeah. I just, I, I totally sympathise with Kirsty, but I don't think the solution is like, right, Angela needs to do this. I think Angela's always going to do that. Yeah. Adam and Dan. My son Anthony has just turned 22 and has zero savings. <laughs> okay, I think All that's right. okay. Let's just end here. I'm going to side with Anthony. <laughs> is his name Anthony? Yeah. I don't care what's said after this. <laughs> I, I am 38 and I am only one step ahead of Anthony. <laughs> and that's because my nana died. <laughs> and I didn't kill her and neither did Alex's girlfriend. <laughs> Is that when Laura got back with you? <laughs> yes. To <laughs> so the house. She's fucking bored of me. And I was like, babe. <laughs> Go on, sorry. My son Anthony has just turned 22 and has zero savings. He's got a well-paid job and earns over £500 a week. Okay. 22. It's a good oh, job. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, but as soon as he gets his wages, he's straight down the pub filling himself with vodka red bulls until every penny's gone. For yes. <laughs> then he's got to borrow money from me every Monday to get himself through till payday. Oh. Ooh. I'm sick of it. Someone his age should be looking to save money for a rainy day, never mind to get through the week. I want you to tell him that he should get himself a girlfriend and calm himself down. Yeah? <laughs> Fucking get back with Get Alex's... Take Alex's beard off him. She'll calm you down, lad. <laughs> and watch out for Angela. You spent all the fucking money yeah. again, kid. Pow! <laughs> yeah. He should get himself a girlfriend. I want you to tell him that he should get himself a girlfriend to calm himself down, then start to save and look after himself a bit better. The vodka rebels are bad for himself. He's constantly got chest pain and heart palpitations. Fucking hell. <laughs> Have a word with him with us. He's a fan of yours and will definitely listen to your new podcast. It's from Graham in Newcastle. Graham, I've got a bit of bad news for you here, mate. But if your kid is going out on one night out, spending 500 quid <laughs> and waking up the next day with heart palpitations... <laughs> 
That ain't vodka Red Bull doing that, bro. <laughs> there is not enough Red Bull in the fucking world. He is on the Mozambique. <laughs> He's on bo- that He's Bolivian. for the weekend. Yeah. He's on that Bolivian marching party. Wow. Yeah. And he's um, on the Cochla. No, nah, well, we don't know that. He we could, do. He could just be. We do. He we could, do. You do. I, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to side with the, the poor lad. I, can we just separate the savings bit? Because that is such a dad talking, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think he should sort of money for, in a building society. He hasn't even got an ISA. He's nearly 23. Like, I, I, he's off on that. He's, fine, he's not even nearly 23, though. He's just turned just 22. Turned 22. But look, but I think you do have totally to sort normal. your money out a bit. You can't be coming to your dad every Monday and be like, mate, can you have any money? That is a, that's a bit of a bell yeah, sniff. Especially if you spend 500 and odd quid. But the main thing is, do not get into that credit debt. Don't do that shit. It, it, I, honestly, the bank of dad repossess, what, your telly for a week. Don't get, just don't do the credit card. If you're a bell end with money, it's fine if you're going, I've got this money, I'm a bell end. Oh, that's fine. G- that's Jizz your money, that's fine. As soon as you're going to anyone who gives you a nice shiny bit of plastic with a pin code, like, oh, I'm not doing so good on money, could I have £5,000? They'll be like, yes. <laughs> Those cons are evil. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. So what it. you're saying is, Anthony, keep doing what you're doing, kid. Take the money off your dad. <laughs> and who'd you get your uh, vodka Red Bull off? Because it sounds like good shit. <laughs> yeah, could Anthony get in touch with us for the uh, Halloween Christmas party, please? <laughs> we might do that up in Newcastle. We're stockpiling You can now. be our supplier. <laughs> oh, I need Caterer. some refreshments. That's the, that is that Red Bull stuff. If you drink too much Red Bull. Did I tell you about, because I, I don't drink coffee. And since I've had a kid, I've started drinking an energy drink in the morning, a, a, a zero sugar, like a low sugar one. And people are like, oh, it's so bad for you. I love it when people do that and they're like, oh, it's so bad for you. And you're like, like eating sweets or you're like, oh, sorry, thanks for that. Like, you're so healthy yourself. I get it. It's probably not great. But I'm not drinking like loads of them. But because I don't drink coffee, I'm, I'm, daddy needs that kick. I'm waking up, my child's a fucking Do you not like my... coffee? I just don't like coffee, right? I've never liked coffee. so. I haven't I, had coffee for a month because I've been on like a teeth whitening course thing where you can't right. have stainy stuff. I'm craving coffee. I right, get to have yeah. it tomorrow. Yeah, you could be. It's a, caffeine is seriously addictive as well, yeah. isn't it? If you if you just drink loads of ca- and then have a break, you get like headaches and oh, shit. Been awful, like, smackhead. Been awful. I've got white teeth and I can't <laughs> enjoy it because I'm just tired and grumpy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at his beautiful teeth while he's sleeping. <laughs> I. I was in a like a McCall. So what I do is I like buy just like three or four, and then stick them in the fridge, and I'll have one or more. Sometimes I don't finish them. I just like it. I know it's not good, but I don't booze anymore. So fuck it. I'm not drinking VS. I'm going for it. That's what I do. As in lots of random McCalls, and I bought. I was buying three or four. I think I was buying three, and this guy out of nowhere, just behind me, I'd say he was about your age, just went me. You need to change your ways. <laughs> that shit will kill you. I, I, you know, when you're in a queue, you're almost like, I almost like, like doubled and like, does he work it? What? I felt like, I, I was like, I sort of looked at the guy behind the counter who's like looking at me going, I don't know what's happening either. He went, I'm serious, mate. My brother dropped dead, had a heart attack. 27 years old, he was drinking that shit all day. I was like, right, you know, seriously, you need to change your ways. 
it was so confident, it was so northern, and it was so loud. I nearly like gave the monster back, and I was like, the fuck off. I was like, right, yeah, no, well, I need to... I'm such a pussy. I was like, yeah, I bought them, but I was like, I need, do need to cut down. To be fair to Graham, who's written in, um, you know, you were saying this some might not be on the old uh, sniffle diffle. Um, I did go to the hospital once because I had heart palpitations, and it was because the night before I'd been drinking pints of vodka Red Bull. So right. it can happen, but it's the money issue for me if he's spending 500 quid on a nice house vodka red bulls are two quid that means he's having 250 vodka red bulls even if he's out for 10 hours that's 25 an hour that's or he's doing the Tony Montana thing about oh sir I lost all my little like buying everyone booze and like uh, what's he doing what he's buying everyone booze and then lending money off his dad to get through the week you reckon oh mate you're giving him too much rope here he's, he's on the powder but uh Look, Anthony, we don't think we don't think you should have savings at twenty two. In fact, I wouldn't trust you if you did. We're on your side on that one. Yeah, I wouldn't. Tr- I mean, long term, sort yourself. It's fine. Yeah, you, you, but that happens naturally anyway. That stuff. Yeah. Even if you're not now, yeah. eventually you'd be like, oh, I need to sort it. Yeah, I've well, only done that this year. I've just, I'm about to turn twenty eight. So, you, how much is he paying his dad in rent? If he's not say. paying rent and he's doing five hundred quid a weekend <laughs> and then coming whimpering on a Monday. Have a word, mate. You've got to have a word. Yeah, you shouldn't have savings, lad, but you need to be getting yourself through the week, innit? <clears throat> and uh, just leave 100 quid in the house. <laughs> Take all your money out of the bank, give it 100 quid to your dad and go, give me that on Monday. <laughs> just treat your dad like a bank. Yeah. Like, Dad, I've been paid 500. 200. Do not let me have this till Songs of Praise is finished <laughs> on the Sunday. <laughs> if I haven't heard the Heartbeat theme tune, I can't touch that, though. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> 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 <Watching> <laughs> Antiques Roadshow going, God, Dad, give me my money. How much do you think this is worth? <laughs> is it worth about 200 quid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get an erection every time he hears fucking green grass <laughs> shout. Graffy <laughs> 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 dough! <laughs> Ski Sunday comes on, he's like, ping! Oh, um, yeah. We don't think you should have savings, lad. But you do need to sort your sort yourself out there and uh, stop balling, mate. Lay off the fucking lay off Red the, Bull. Lay off the powdered Red, Red Bull. Bull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that crystallized monster. Um, we think you're going to be all right, lad. But you do need to kick up your ass there. So, Graham, we're on your side. Apart from the savings thing, no twenty-two year old should have savings. The mates won't like them. Yeah. Man, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed talking about other people's lives with my own. Like, <laughs> what right have I got to talk about people messing around with money as he sits in his fucking podcast studio <laughs> that is like, you've spent thousands of pounds on all of this stuff and my my daughter's bedroom hasn't even been decorated yet. <laughs> yeah, come on, Anthony, sort yourself out. When are we painting Etta's room? Shut up! Oh, I think um, we're, we're almost ready to conclude episode one here now. Mate, it's been better. I've loved that. I love talking about other people's shiz. That's suited me. So, um, just before... Um, so, there'll be a sort of interlude there, won't there, and then we'll go. Right, so that concludes uh, episode one. It's been fun, hasn't it, Concludes. Concludes. That is the conclusion of the it podcast. the conclusion. It has concluded. I've really enjoyed that, mate. I, I think have. we got... We got it, surprisingly in-depth in what we genuinely thought about stuff early on. Yeah. I thought we were just going to be dicking around trying to make each other laugh. I was like, God, this is uh, quite a fucking like a good little coherent, interesting conversation Funny for us. and intriguing. Um, I would just like to plug at the minute, I'm about to go on 
uh, my nationwide tour. If you want to go to adamrow.co.uk forward slash shows, uh, there's tickets still available for all shows apart from Chester, which sold. Oh, we've added a late show in Chester, so there's a, a handful of tickets left for that. Uh, there's a few left for South Shields, which is next week. That's when it kicks off. South Shields on Saturday, the 18th. Where January. do they go? Uh, where do who go? To, to get the tickets. adamrow.co.uk forward slash shows. Um, and the other plug to do is we want more submissions. As we said earlier, uh, this is the Have A Word podcast. We want submissions for us to have a word with people. However, there's two other features we're going to be bringing in sort of gradually over the next few episodes. Uh, do you want to tell them about them? Yeah, we want to do Twat of the Week, which I think could be something you sent in or something we found ourselves. I really want to do Twat of the Week because I want to get the musical bed underneath it from Blankety Blank. Twat of the week. Twat of the week. Twat of the week. I'll be gutted if that feature doesn't kick on, because in my head I just can't wait to be played. Even if Twat no one likes week. that, it can, we can just do it for us. We can just pick the worst of the have a words and be like, oh, mate, you're having it. You're Twat of the week. Uh, and you want to do school rumours. I want to do school rumours and nicknames. So I'm, I'm always quite nostalgic for school, and I think the two funniest things about school was uh, there was always some bullshit rumours that went round. Uh, about people that you look back now and know weren't true but at the time you fully believe convinced it. I've got a couple for next week that are, are doozies so right. make sure you tune in for that and also some of the nicknames in schools I want to know what nicknames people have weird nicknames and why that was their nickname do you know what I mean yeah like I got called thigh eye because I've got a lazy eye and they took a muscle out of my legs and put it in my eyelids and bullies love a rhyme so I was thigh eye for five years if they'd just taken the muscle from somewhere else <laughs> Just Elbow calf, eyelid Calf Calf eye oh, It just doesn't work <laughs> Where are we going to take this muscle from doctor I think I know <laughs> So we want your school rumours Your school nickname submissions Your twat of the week submissions And more importantly than anything Is you have a word submissions If there's someone you want us to have a word with uh, Or someone who's fucking you around Or maybe it's you Maybe you're going through a tough time Tell us what's been going on And we'll have a word with you and get them all in. We have a word pod on Twitter, Instagram. We'll be on Facebook as of this week, YouTube as of this week. Um, and we are have a word pod at gmail.com. My name is Adam Rowe. You can follow me, Adam Rowe Comedy on Twitter, Adam Rowe Comedian on Instagram, and Adam Rowe on Facebook. Where can they find you, Lid? Um, have a listen to my other podcast, The Hat Radio Pod, which is on all of the shebangs like Apple Podcasts and whatnot. Um, uh, so that's my other podcast. And this one's going to be weekly. Tell a friend, subscribe. Let's get this kicking off properly. We want this to we want this to kick on because we enjoy doing it. And I reckon there's just not there isn't like northern comedy is badly represented in podcasting. And I'd like it to kick on just because there's so much London centric stuff. We listen to so much American stuff. I really want I really want this to kick. A way we thought of of helping spread the word a little bit was if you have a band or you know you've got like a, a family member or a mate in a band. And and we want to have their their favorite tune or their current tune or whatever they've released recently to play us out on the podcast. So if they if they send in a submission, that, yeah. yeah, that's how we're going to club. We're not going to do it this one because we haven't we haven't sorted it out. But yeah, just if you know anyone in a band, let's play that instead of us having some random bit of music to play us out. Every week we'll do a different band submission. We'll yeah. play them out. They'll Doesn't share their stuff. Doesn't have to be a band, solo artist, anyone, yeah, any music, any yeah. musician. Um, if you if you've if you've recorded your own tunes and you want us to give you a little plug, uh, send them in. Send us all your social medias. We'll give you the heavy plug on the end of an episode. Um, yeah, that's how we're going to get it out. Yeah, that's how we want to do I'm it. I'm excited for this man. Thanks for listening to the very first one. Thanks for being in from the uh, ground floor. 
Yeah, and share it for us if you're enjoying this. Do us a tweet, do us a Facebook post, put it in your group chats. That's the, the best way to spread this stuff is, you know, everyone's in a WhatsApp group chat now. Lash the Apple Podcast link in there, which, you know, that'll be absolutely everywhere. You'll be able to copy and paste that dead easy and put it in your WhatsApp chats and go, lads, do us a favour, give this a listen. It's dev funny, get it subscribed and leave us a five-star review. Don't be a four-star prick and be like, well, it's very good, but, you know, there's a slight sound issue with Adam's. Don't do that. Five stars, <laughs> you pricks. In fact, just uh, we don't want two threes or fours but if you but a what I love the ones I we I'm, don't want ones I'm, 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 actually, to be I'm actually an African comedian <laughs> and I found it very offensive no I'm joking just a fives shouts to Deliso um, right lads fives only thank you that was the first ever have a word it was see you next week <laughs>